0: Welcome back to Decadorks, we're the 12-sided guys. We have Matt as Pine.
1: Hi. Ooh. Scott as Ruth. That's me, I guess.
0: Sabrina as Nari. <sighs> hey there.
2: Jordan just hanging out. I'm a spooky
1: boy, just hanging around. <laughs>
2: Jordan's here?
1: <laughs> Guys, I think I heard a ghost. Ooh.
3: Bruce, there's no such things as ghosts. That's your conscious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and me, Paul, also just hanging out. Here, I better take care of that. Zip! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to our main campaign and the beginning of chapter seven. For anyone interested, the name of the last chapter is chapter six, Curses Removed, Curses Revealed. We're glad you've come this far with us. Hopefully it makes your day a little better when you look at your favorite podcasting app and see that there's a new 12-Sided Guys episode that's dropped. The thrill of it. The tingling sensations running up your spine. The ache in your gums. Oh, no one else? Just me getting the ache in the gums? Anybody else get that? You should see a dentist. It's called gingivitis. (laughs) well well well, the other ones the other ones help someone else experience those same feelings by spreading the word with five-star ratings reviews and telling your friends and family about us also if you want more content you can check out our patreon for maps battle maps and bonus episodes as well as updated level 10 character sheets for nari and the boys minus one too soon boo it will
1: always be too soon
0: Go chat with other fans on Discord. We're on there as well, and it's been a great time getting to know everyone. In addition, Discord is where I announce the occasional live streams I do on Twitch, where I do some map making and other world building builds. (laughs) Oh, and we have a store at 12sidedguys.com. Anyway, if you ever spent hours hopping on prehistoric amphibians just to eat enough ancient amphibian meat to upgrade your jaws, then this podcast is for you. It's the Crystal Codex, episode 84.
4: I don't think anybody else ever played that game, Paul.
3: I mean, I definitely tried to upgrade my job. (laughs) I (laughs) am.
4: Leaving the
0: buried lab, uh, we no longer had Amarok to fetch the airship, so we had to signal them another way. We moved some ways away from the facility for safety, and since it was still nighttime, we signaled the illegal using Pine's red candle. Once aboard, the Ormex were obviously confused about Ebby's whereabouts.
4: Daffodil. Jessamine. Everyone. Hebi. I think he did it. Did you hear him, his voice? Yes. I think he did it. It cost him everything, though. Damn fool. Hero. My friend. You see, underneath that pile of rock and rubble sits the Imperial facility where you all were gathered by the Empire. Underneath that... Zarnium Arnium Seladar's ancient laboratory, where I assumed your bodies were conceived and constructed. Do you know of... Do you remember Arnium? Neum, he called himself. Moshe's avatar. Genius behind the crystal engine, the Ormex, all that. Well, I'm not completely sure, but the way Ebi was speaking at... Well, at the end... I think Neum was Ebi... Ebby was Neum, one and the same. No memory of being the other, until tonight. Down there, he found an enormous machine that was still completely intact. It seemed to run on some form of electricity. He understood it better than I, for he stepped to the controls and immediately it whirred to life. He knew. He knew that what he was doing would cost him his life, and he never flinched. We were all with him in the end. Close enough to touch. Take comfort in that fact. He was not alone. In fact, I feel he was more closely connected with you. All his people. The world. Life. Than anyone ever has been before. He was not alone. His presence touched everything. Everywhere. All at once. You know... Ebby seemed uneasy in the weeks prior. His, uh, relationship with Lord Moshe seemed more strained. Maybe he was losing himself to the influence of life unrestrained. It was well-founded, as we scarcely had time to take in the loss of our dear companion before Lord Moshe... Well, before he reclaimed Ebby as his... his tool, I fear... There's now a beast of immense power and ferocity loose in the world, able to appear anywhere nature touches. It had Ebby's soul, but we would not let that stand. We rested this, and at this point Pine produces Ebby's crystalline matrix from the haversack, this from the beast's chest. What little sway Ebby held over the creature was tested, as he held it at bay long enough for us to retrieve this, this, well... To retrieve Ebi And make our escape He gave all for his people For you, your people Mourn him, yes But celebrate his actions His memory, his legacy He, like a father Wanted nothing so much As the prosperity and happiness of you His children, in a sense And there may yet be hope for him At your Kilava. Am I saying that right? Kilava. Kil- Kilover. Kilava. Anyway, with this matrix, your best minds may know of a way to restore him, right? I don't dare hope for too much, but this sliver of a chance, I need it. I need to hold on to it, that my friend may return and I may once again sit with him and some quiet evening and share the gossip of the Corvids over a cigar. And Daffodil?
0: At this point, Pine approaches Daffodil specifically.
4: That hat is unbefitting the captain of the illegal eagle. Pine will take his large hat from Daffodil's head that he let her borrow, and from the haversack, he'll replace it with the horn of blasting that Ebby occasionally wore as a hat. (laughs) He would want you to have it. And then he pulls in closer to whisper in her ear. You were
0: always his favorite. The trip was a somber affair. Even now, seven days later, the gravity of what occurred in Neum's ancient facility had not completely settled in. Nari, Roos, and Pine stand on the yellow brick street outside of the towering skyport, thinking back on the events of the past week. As the allele Eagle soared south by southeast, away from the Glass Mountains, the raw emotions and memories continued to bubble to the surface. Nari and the boys, minus one, were reminded of their loss everywhere they went. Ormex aboard the allele Eagle, the items retrieved from the ancient lab called the Sanctuary and the Ark that once belonged to their beloved friend and companion, even the view over the side of the gunnel of the mile-wide lines of desolation stretching straight as an arrow in the eight compass directions. Everywhere Nari and the remaining boys turned, they saw their beloved Ebby. Two nights after leaving the mountains behind, the lines of desolation and decay distant over the horizon, the 18 Ormecs aboard the Allele Eagle gathered together alongside Nari Stormfist, Roos Lorimer Bayard, Temrid Pine Sr., Lieutenant General Retired, and Dr. Sidney. Gently placing the intricate yet simple box known as a crystalline matrix atop a padded stool at midship in the cool night air, Jasmine stepped back and said a few words. An introduction, a few kind words about Ebi, including his amazing ability to awaken the sleeping Ormex as witnessed in Sydney's hideout beneath the ancient cathedral, and then she opened the floor to anyone who wished to speak about their beloved friend and selfless savior.
1: And Roos steps forward. A life given in exchange for an entire people. Is it a fair exchange? Is this balance? In his last months a fiery indignation at the state of the Ormex filled his countenance. Ebi, the Chosen of Moshe, lived his life with one purpose. Liberating and awakening the Ormex, his people, your people. The once jovial friend I met five years ago aged decades in our time apart after the shattering. Working with the Empire, with Almar, I met countless deacons and never once had any inclination that these automatons housed living souls. Ebi changed my view of the world. His green eyes and expressionless face held multitudes of complexity. The innocence of a child juxtaposed against the centuries-old wisdom of an ancient race. Few of the Ormex will feel the cost of his sacrifice, but his people will live with an unpayable debt. His life was freely given for an enslaved and abused people. I did not give my life for his people but I gave my dearest companion. Any Ormek I pass is a reminder of this friend I will never see again. That fiery frustrated Ormek was not the only version of him I knew. I want his people to know him as I did. Evie was kind-hearted to the point of bursting. The self-sacrifice that defined his death also explained the way he lived. He existed in a state of awe at the wonders of Pavantus. He would often pretend to have conversations with animals, and he would recount the most outrageous stories of their kingdoms and lives. We all humored him, of course, and and listened as he regaled us of stories of Pulkin's crumbling kingdom of caribou. A fair balance of the scales? That's not for me to say. As the countless Ormechs begin their lives free from slavery, from bondage, awake in this new world, searching for their place in it. My dear friend now sleeps in their stead. One life given, countless souls saved, a friend gone, forever. Perhaps it's not a fair exchange, but the scales of fate have rebalanced for your people. Live your lives and honor his sacrifice. And with that, Rus steps back.
0: After a time and many drinks and tributes, the gathering dispersed naturally. Some Ormecs went beneath the deck to stare at each other while they rested. Others saw to the piloting of the allele Eagle, training some of their newly awakened companions on the handling of the ancient vessel. As things aboard the ship fell back into a practiced rhythm, a tall figure leaned against the gunwale, gazing out over the land that stretched beneath them as the airship continued its journey south by southeast.
3: Abby. Or should I call you Niam? I never got a chance to ask what you would prefer. I guess you never got a chance to decide on a preference. It seems cruel. That the discovery of your identity was cut so short. You, the wisest among us, how much more wisdom could Niamh have provided our group, or the Ormex, or the world? I keep expecting to see you standing beside Roose. When Mr. Pine quips, I expect to hear the ring of your hollow laughter. It's strange that I should feel your absence more acutely than my own wounds. When I see Daffodil, the uncontrollable resentment rises in me. I know the Ormex are not to blame. Your sacrifice came fully informed, fully willing. But the sight of your people? It's so painful, yet even as I turn away from the construct, I see the lines of devastation wrought upon Pavantus. How could we do this again? Are we not the villains? To bring destruction upon the world for a second time? Do the lives of your people, these ancient people, do they make up for the lost souls provided by this aftermath? Do they make up for my friend's soul? You've completed your task, old friend. Was it worth it? A small, small, bitter piece of me hopes it wasn't. That if a piece of you still exists, that you regret what you've done to us. I hope that piece of me dies over time. I hope that one day I can look upon the metal faces of these Ormex without resentment. Truly, truly, I'm proud of your accomplishments. Your name will forever be sung among those you save, among those you love. I only wish we knew which name to use.
0: Seven days. Seven days since Pavantus and our heroes were changed forever again. Standing in the shadow cast by the towering skyport, Nari and the boys bid farewell to Jessamine as she, Malcolm, and Clement shoulder their packs and head out into the city. Pine, Nari, and Roos all look up and watch as the allele eagle unmoors and turns south before sailing away towards the southern tip of Recolia and the city of Palmbrook with the last Ormec liberation team. Once there, they, as well as Jessamine and her team, will begin their new mission as shepherds to the recently awakened Ormecs. From Palmbrook, the Allel Eagle will head north again on its long journey back to Tabri and the Kilava, along with the supplies, crystals, and awakened Ormex being sent to Hermine and Queen Kira. Roos, Nari, and Pine look at each other, then out at this, the largest city on Pavantus, and make their way into the bustling, dry, crowded cities of Almar. Before we get too far, first off, those were great. Holy crap, guys. Jeez.
1: I was legit crying through most of that. Yeah. Jeez, guys. That was that was awesome.
0: I guess I would kind of feel pretty good that you've made that big of an impact with your character and that um we've managed to build something that has affected us all so much. That's wonderful. Roos, I'm gonna need you to make an insight or a perception check.
1: Perception's so much better. <laughs> because of we haven't described it yet, but wouldn't I have disadvantage? Uh Why don't you tell me why you would have disadvantage?
3: Is it a broken heart?
1: It is a broken heart. Roos hasn't had a full night's rest since Evie's passing. He's He's finding it hard to sleep without his old companion watching over him at night. He currently has one level of exhaustion as he's trying to mentally deal with the loss of a friend. Okay. He rolled um a 20 on his perception and that was with disadvantage
3: honestly though way to one up us with sadness come on though
1: <laughs> i wasn't trying to i wasn't trying um, to
0: well you guys um i've had diarrhea for the last uh week uh just thinking about <laughs> Abby, since so Easter's? there you go i've <laughs> been diarrhea since, <laughs> since easters <laughs> 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 Oh, my gosh, you guys. Okay, well, hey, we're back into the swing of it. We're right here in the city of Balmar. and uh, Roos just uh, made with disadvantage a perception check and still got a dirty 20. Fantastic.
1: It's so dirty. <laughs> it needs to be wiped.
0: <laughs> Daddy, I'm dirty Wipe Me, is that what you were going to say?
3: A dirty, nasty, slutty 20. <laughs>
0: okay, um, we got a little bit of housekeeping to take care of real quick right off the bat. Roos, um... Where was the tattoo that you got from um, Nari's brother? Do you remember where it was? It was on um, Bruce's chest. Okay. Uh, Aboard the Allele Eagle, you have, I mean, things have been really busy. Things have been going kind of crazy. At some point during this seven-day trip, um, you glance in the mirror and you've gotten used to having this tattoo. But as you look at this tattoo, as you're changing, you notice it has changed. No longer is your tattoo of this scale with two dishes both being held pinned down to the ground uh, by swords. Uh, currently, now, your tattoo is this scale with one dish up in the air and one dish kind of lower. And the dish up in the air appears to have the hilt of a sword, just the handle and the cross guard and no blade. And the lower part of the scale is empty. Which is different than it was, and I imagine you find that interesting. I do find that interesting. The other thing that you notice, um, and this is all this has all happened now in the past because we are now on the streets of Almar. But as you are um, flying into the city of Almar with your twenty perception, You look down at this massive sprawl of buildings and civilization. You see huge buildings. You see tiny little huts. You see villages surrounding the city. And you see down in one corner of the part of the city. So part of the city is walled in. That is Almar proper. And um, you can see there is this building that catches your eye just for a split second. As you look down, you see these purple roofs. And it looks like a scale. Like one dish is up high, one dish is down low. It looks like a scale like you would see at a market or something. It looks like a scale that you saw when you had your vision, your conversation, your your nonverbal conversation with who you can only assume was Lady Jaffa. For a split second, this building looks just like that scale. And when you blink and look back, it doesn't anymore. It is still a very unique looking building, but the look of the scale is gone. There are purple roofs. It's a, it's a couple of different like round buildings kind of joined together. Um, it's kind of up in the north part of the, uh, of the city. Anybody who is a member of the Patreon who has access to the wiki can actually go and see the city of Almar and you can get an idea of what I am talking about. Is it, is it this purple building like right in the north? Uh, Let me go and see where you're dinging. Yep, that's it. I am opening up the wiki myself because actually um, on the wiki, you also not only do you have now um, tags of different places, but you also have different areas of the city that have um, been named, you know, little villages or little, little, uh, little quarters. And in fact, um, Roos, having been here, you would recognize that this building with the purple roofs is in the old quarter, kind of the northernmost section of the actual city of Almar. Um, not one of the suburbs around it and you have now landed in the city. It is a warm day, unseasonably warm for this, uh, this time in spring. Um, you know, that summer is still a ways off, but it's warm. What are you guys going to do? You are in the Skyport, just, um, to the, it's kind of, uh, in the center, kind of the south central area of, um, of the uh, city.
4: Well, I suppose we should find a place to stay and then probably head to the market to find Gerard.
1: <laughs> Wait, do you think Gerard has made it all the way out here?
0: I hope so. I sure do <laughs> I miss
4: was, him. <laughs> okay, I was just doing that out of, like as a, as a gag, but yeah, yeah probably. I mean, he's <laughs> he, he makes good time. I don't know if you noticed, but he's all over the place.
3: He does seem to be everywhere, all at once, all of the time.
4: <laughs>
3: was, that, was that the title? <laughs> I did watch it.
0: <laughs> Pretty amazing. Did you notice that I put that in my in my intro as well? I totally I did, noticed. I did notice. okay. You guys are all so clever. Did you notice that I had another quote in there
4: from Avengers? Oh, no,
3: I didn't notice that.
4: It appears to run on some form of electricity. Oh yes. Oh. yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, you guys are awesome. Um, yeah. So you guys are kind of standing outside, and you guys are uh, looking for a market. Um, who all has been in Almar before? I know Bruce has been to Almar, and oh, I was gonna. Okay, scratch what I was gonna say. Sorry, Jordan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a spooky boy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I can't remember if Pine has been there, but he hasn't really spent any significant time in
0: Elmar. Okay. Has Nari been there?
3: I think same with Nari. I think she's been there. Um, She went there during like that five year break to kind of like check on that tower, but she couldn't really get much information to bring that.
0: Roos, a couple things you would know um, about the city of Elmar right now, right where you guys are. So you were kind of in the Skyport is in the part of town called the South Press. And it's called the South Press because it's kind of the southern part of the city, but also the buildings are really tight in here. It's kind of a, it's kind of the middle class area of the city where pe- people want to live there. And so buildings are like houses and things are built like right next to each other. I'm um, all trying to be in kind of this area of town. You know that the Howling Talon field office is very close to the Skyport. Um, there are temples dotting all around the city and also um, if you head just to the east of the skyport there is a market called the wayfarers market or there is a much larger and more um, kind of um, esoteric uh, kind of unique market um, called smitchy's bazaar which is further north uh, in an area of the town called crown park which actually um, is up near the castle and there is a, an inn just uh, near the Skyport called the Drawn Drapes. It is a very expensive inn, um, not that big, um, but um, there are other inns dotting around the city. But right now that's kind of where you're at in the city. There is a hustle and bustle. You see all kinds of different people here. You see people with pointed ears. You see people with horns. You see people with um, cat ears, you fox ears, wolf ears. Some people are hustling, others are bustling some are doing both <laughs> you're exactly right yes some there is a hustle and a bustle
4: Bruce, you, you know, know this place best where should we stay
1: there's a fairly nice inn nearby called the drawn drapes I stayed there once it's been years uh, now but it's it's a fairly nice establishment if I'm not mistaken they do have a bathhouse in there
4: oh hallelujah
0: do I see a bathhouse on that map you are on the wiki. You are exploring, which is what I hope our patrons will do as well. You are correct. There is a bathhouse
1: in the Drawn Drapes. Why don't we find some lodging and uh, maybe we can take a quick bath and then uh, make a plan for what to do in the city?
4: Will this place have lodging for our animals or is it too, you know, center of the city metropolitan where we had to find another place to stable them?
1: Oh, I didn't have feathers back then, so I, I didn't. I don't recall if they have a stable or not. You would know that nearby there's there's
0: places that you can, you know, you can they have stables around the, the city um, that aren't necessarily attached to inns, So you get you can keep your uh, your animals relatively close by. OK, because I really want to spend the next 30 minutes role playing, getting stable fees and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I want to do.
3: Yes, let's let's go haggle.
0: <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that uh, Crumbles needs to be reshoot as well. So let's go find a farrier.
3: <laughs> Ruth, are you are you concerned about anyone recognizing you here?
1: It's been years. If someone were looking for me, but
3: that mustache and that vest
1: <laughs>
3: it's, they haven't aged, my friend.
1: You know, sometimes the classics—you just keep them around.
4: It's called timeless.
1: I figure if they were looking for me, they would have found me a long while ago. And I made it quite public that I was looking for a couple of my old contacts within Howling Talon. I'm sure if they wanted to find me, they, they could.
3: Well, as long as I don't wake up with someone sitting on my chest and a knife to my throat, I guess I'm down.
1: No kink shaming.
4: Some people pay good money for
1: that. (laughs)
3: <laughs> i mean
1: how is ember doing these days
4: <laughs> i haven't heard from her in years sigh
3: nari like gets really sad
0: oh well you guys start heading west toward the Dawn draper yeah towards the drawn drapes <laughs> oh okay okay oh my gosh i can't oh you guys are. do the, do the drapes make it match draper, the carpet? It?
1: oh they do actually they do Oh, good. They're nice and trim, but they do match.
0: Hmm, nice. I am looking here at the map. There is not a single rug in this inn. I do my best, guys, and sometimes I miss things. Anyway, um, you guys approach this building. It's kind of, um, a lot of these buildings are close together, like sharing common walls, that kind of thing, or like built on top of each other, like, you know, uh, three-story buildings that are, you know, have a staircase going up the outside to like the second or third story, like apartment type thing. Uh, but this is a standalone building and it actually looks very very nicely made it is like a white plaster outside it has kind of that mediterranean uh feel to it um kind of uh some pillars uh you know uh, there's a kind of a, a motif in the in the uh in the plaster on the outside uh kind of like gardens out in the front yeah the door is on the south side of the building and as you walk in um I, I i'm on the wiki i'm not taking you guys to the actual map that i made and i better put you guys
1: actually on the map how Yeah, how else are we going to meet those uh average guy and and normal woman evangeline <laughs> where
4: are you <laughs> miss lily
0: i just wanted you guys to see kind of how this place is built out um i didn't put any average folks in here and i am yeah jordan you're here oh good yeah um you guys um you walk into this building as you open the door you can see that there are um it's like tile the whole floor is tile and um you can see that straight ahead there's kind of this bar and this open dining area the tables are kind of spread it's not like crowded like a lot of inns you've seen and off to the right as you kind of walk in you see but there is an entrance that has a big red curtain that is kind of pulled back. And you can see that the tile is a little different in there. And you can actually see what looks like small little changing rooms uh, as well, um, kind of off to the side. You see that there is a, uh, a man standing near the front and he uh, walks up to you and says, oh, Welcome to the Drawn Drapes. Would you care for a bath? Are you looking for a meal? Or would you like to stay with us?
3: Three out of three, my friend.
4: I'll take the works.
0: The works? Oh, fantastic. Would all four of you, are any of you sharing a bed? Or would you all care for your own room? Four?
1: Oh, too Mm, soon. mm. You can see Ebi's spirit? Oh my
3: god, it's a ghost.
4: He's a spooky boy. I'm a (laughs) spooky
3: boy.
1: Three. So spooky. Mm, Guys, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's alright.
3: No, just drive that knife in harder. Honestly, I'm not blaming Paul, Jordan.
2: What? What?
4: (laughs) (laughs) As far as rooms, would the three of you like to share a room or would you each like your own? Oh, Roos, would you care to share?
1: Yeah, I'm fine sharing.
3: You didn't want to share with me? All right. Well, that's fine. I'll sleep alone. It's fine. We can... Message received. It's
1: cool. No,
3: No. 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 Message received. I'll take my own room.
0: No, I mean, <laughs> the innkeeper is getting very uncomfortable, but doing a very good job of masking
1: it. Is there a way you could pull another bed into the room? We have
0: cots that we can bring out, usually for children who are no, staying No, there, no, no, He looks kind of at you, Roos, and he goes, uh,
1: yeah, you might fit. <laughs> I probably would fit. I'm a, a bit shorter than these two.
3: It's fine, I'll take my own room. Just make sure I'm adjacent in case these guys get up to any trouble.
0: <laughs> we can make that work, yes. Um actually we only have two rooms available and they are adjacent. But um yes, that will work just fine. Would you care for a meal before you bathe, or would you like to go straight to the bath?
3: I mean, I wouldn't want to cramp.
0: What time of day is it? <laughs> it's probably around noon
4: currently. <laughs> You can't eat before you go swimming. Well, but the water's so shallow we're not swimming, we're just kind of wading. And letting the letting the steam cover our private bits.
1: <laughs> Do you have tongue scrapers in there? A, a friend of mine recommended those recently, and and they looked like quite the quite the tool to, to cleanse your palate. Stainless steel. Make sure it's stainless steel. He says,
0: that sounds disgusting. I'll see what I can find. <laughs> He actually, he, so he will take, so this is a, this is a posh place. So, um, he will take, uh, to cover everything, uh, he'll take 10 gold apiece. Perfect.
1: Well, Ebby can cover that.
2: Ouch! No problemo. That's my money! Spooky boy! Spooky!
3: (laughs) Oh, God, the gold, it's haunted!
4: (laughs) Take it all. We don't want it. It's haunted.
0: (laughs) So the rooms are kind of on the west side um, of the kind of the the main common area. Um, It looks like there's two rooms kind of um, more on the south and there's two rooms more on the north. And the two rooms you get are on the kind of the northwest corner of the building. He shows you to your rooms. Nari, he shows you to a room that has a nice uh, like queen-size bed in there. Um, There's like a dresser. There's um, some nice nightstands and everything. It looks very very nice in here
3: can you tell me the bed bug situation because apparently i need to ask that beforehand at this point
0: there is no bed bugs i mean they they go through and they um press the digitation them out uh are they they cast an infestation i guess to like get the bed bugs away i don't know how (laughs) to do it but i bet you nari looks like a little kid on a cot though because she's seven feet tall sleeping on a queen-size bed
3: She's an eagle, cool, but like it's still like over the bed.
0: Oh gosh, that's funny.
3: With toesies hanging off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and then uh, Pine and and Roose, you guys have a room. It has two like double beds in it. Um, so you guys each have your own double bed. But yeah, a very nice place. Um, uh, the bartender or the uh, innkeeper, he says, um, there are some towels here in these cupboards for for you. If you, we prefer you at least cover on your way to the baths. Um feel free to head over to the baths whenever you want. Or if you want a meal, just let us know.
1: So the steam sensor doesn't reach all the way out here. It like starts when you're in the bath.
0: I don't know what you (laughs) mean, but the baths, the baths are over on the east side of the building. Um,
4: Enjoy your stay. If you need anything, just ask.
0: And then he shuts the doors and he goes back out.
4: Well, I guess we could just go to the bath. I mean, we need to plan where we're going next. I kind of wanted to, uh, Learn a little bit more about the gallery and Eudoxia. How we can begin our search
1: there? I think those are the good, good uh, places to start. There's, the, there's a purple building in the north of town. I, don't, I didn't recognize what the building was, but uh, I might want to explore that direction. Make a history check. You've been here before.
0: And while you're making that history check, Pine's already naked. <laughs>
3: Nari is also out in her bathing wear or lack of wear.
1: Roos got an eleven on his history check.
0: Yeah, you can't. You're not sure. I mean, it's it's more on the in the old part of town, and you didn't spend a lot of time out there. There's a lot of like um, religious buildings up there, um, and so you didn't necessarily spend your time in that part of the city. Okay. Um, so you
4: guys are gonna go head into the baths? And he said, "Right, we needed to take a towel from our room." Right, that's what he said.
1: Yeah.
3: Yes, Pine. You're not allowed to go ball swinging out through the. It's literally you have to walk through the dining hall. That's so unsanitary. You
2: do. <laughs> <laughs> Who designed this place? That is wild. That man just walked naked through the dining room.
3: <laughs> Please put on a towel. Oh, I'm just. I'm begging you. <laughs>
1: I have a towel on.
0: He's got his
2: towel over his shoulder.
1: My shoulder. (laughs) Quick, I've got to cover my
4: child's eyes. (laughs) No, Pine. Pine is not an idiot.
0: He will cover up his junk and his crack. (laughs) You guys then head back out with your towels on. Um, I want everybody to make a quick perception checks as you guys are moving through the, um, the common room and towards the baths. Pine rolled a 17.
3: Nari rolled a nat 20 for 30. Oh my goodness.
1: Roos got a 22.
0: All right. Uh, so you guys all rolled very well. I think Pine and Roos will notice the same thing. Nari will notice something different. Uh, Pine and Roos, as you guys are moving to the common room, you can see there's a, like a little bulletin board. It's not like a big, huge job board like you've seen in some of the other inns around um, where it's like, hey, you know, I need help cleaning up my basement from the rats, that type of thing, you know, classic um, job board stuff. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah exactly but this is um this is a little different it's It's a very nice board, very um well organized nobody can just come and pin anything on here, but you do see what I can only describe as a poster, and on the poster, you see it says, One night only, Tedward, the spooniest bard, the voice of a generation what." Every Friday and Saturday night, matinee on Sunday.
4: (laughs) One night only.
0: (laughs) And in very small letters at the bottom, it does read with special guest, Pender.
4: Pender! I saw him naked.
0: That is what, um, that is what, um, Roos and Pine noticed. Okay, we don't need to cover anything else, Paul. We need to cut here and go to tonight when we go see <laughs> Edward perform. Yes. Oh, did I say where it was? The The Dracia Opera House.
3: Okay. Does that happen to be purple? Uh, no. Heck.
0: But Roos would know that the Dracia Opera House is like the premier Um, entertainment spot in town it is expensive to get in and i don't know that Roos has ever been there but it's like you know performing in a common room is one thing performing at the opera house is big time
1: Roos has gone to fashion shows there probably
3: it's a good thing we just came into an amount of money
1: (laughs) you guys are (laughs) terrible nari
0: what you notice with your natural 20 um you see that poster but you can't help but there's not a lot of people in here. The people who are in here, they they do look very well dressed, very posh. Uh, you see different um, styles from out of town. It seems like this inn being so close to um, the skyport, you get a lot of people coming here from other places, right? Um, and so, uh, one thing though that you do notice, everyone's like, there's I don't know, maybe ten people in here all said, you notice that two or three of them just look tired like bags under their eyes. Not like I had a hard night drinking or something like that, but like I didn't sleep last night. And um,
4: did you lose a robot friend too?
0: (laughs) Their demeanor is um, um, just kind of slumped and tired, just kind of worn out.
3: And that's kind of everyone here.
0: It's kind of, no, out of the 10 people that you see in here, you see it on about three of them. Uh, And actually, you notice that the bar man behind the bar, so not the innkeeper you talked to before, but the guy running the bar, you notice that he's one of them. He just looks exhausted.
3: Nari will walk up in towel, which is a little bit
0: too small. So, like, she's (laughs)
3: fighting to, like, hide the, you know, one piece or the other. (laughs) <laughs> but she will walk up to the bar and say, hey, Innkeep, I would love a uh, mimosa while I walk into the
1: spa. Nari, make that two.
3: Oh, well, two or three. Three, please.
1: I'll take a more, m- No, mojito, please. Mojito.
0: He kind of shakes himself and goes, oh, yeah. For
3: breakfast? But It's, it's noon. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, you're right. It's, it's five o'clock somewhere. Excuse me.
0: He kind of looks at you kind of and nods. He goes, yeah. Um, so, um, Mojito and m- mimosa.
3: Two mimosas, please. Yes.
0: Two mimosas. One. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Okay. And then he, um, he steps aside. He starts, he starts making your drinks and, uh, you know, looking around, this is the kind of place where a a bartender would not have that kind of a reaction. Something's not right with this guy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, of course. Especially at like 12 in the afternoon. Um, so Nari hmm. will kind of step up and just say, friend, you seem exhausted. Have you been on a 12-hour shift?
0: No, no, no. I Actually, I just I just started. But um, I, uh, why don't you make a persuasion check to see how open he is going to be?
3: I am so not good at that, but I did roll a nat 20. Nari, nat 20. For a 19. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the negative ones. That's fantastic. He says, yeah, I just, uh, no, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just this the heat, this unseasonable heat, but I just like, I, so, sometimes I don't sleep well. It's been affecting a lot of people around here. It just, it's just hard to get a good night's sleep sometimes. And last night was just a rough one. So I'm sorry about that. Here, tell you what, drinks are on the house.
3: No, 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 of course not. And Nari will like, well, she'll say, sure, if you want to make drinks on the house, the house, but she'll like tip him extra.
0: Okay, yeah.
3: And then say, I'm so sorry that you're not sleeping well. Is it, is it bad dreams or is it unseasonably hot in this area?
0: He kind of thinks about it for a second and then he kind of looks at you and he says, so you're, you haven't been around? I mean, you just get in town or something?
3: Oh, yes, we just came into town. Yes.
4: We were wearing clothes earlier. <laughs>
3: And she'll yes. it also for her tip for the free drink, she'll slide him like two gold pieces. So like nothing like small.
4: Okay. We don't usually travel like this.
0: Well <laughs> and your persuasion was good. He says, um <sighs> rumors are that yeah, a lot of people aren't sleeping well. And I'm not sure about everybody else, but I mean, yeah, I've been I've been having some rough dreams. You know? I mean, not every night, but Enough nights to make a difference.
3: I feel that, um, anything specific that you've been dreaming
0: about? I'm gonna make a check for him. Ooh, a natural 20. Heck. Oh my gosh. Well, hey guys, you guys just won chapter seven.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. Okay, good. I thought that was a bad thing.
0: Yay. Chapter seven, a barman's dream.
3: Oh my god, a barman's dream is a really good, like, title though for this episode.
0: You guys are getting information right now that I was not expecting you guys to get for a long time. And because of this natural 20, um, he is actually going to give you more than I thought he was going to.
4: Inevitability is actually. <laughs> <laughs> and you he can says... kill
1: it with this weapon found here.
3: And here's what you guys are doing in this city.
1: Here's where all five of the angels went to.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot about those guys.
1: This is um, this is what uh, he says.
4: Yeah,
0: I mean, well, he he kind of motions you over to like a little section of the of the the bar where people aren't. He doesn't want other people to, to hear what he's saying. He's like,
4: "Well, like last night,
0: I mean, I was in this was in this dark place and I it felt like like you know, I was surrounded by like weight, like I I felt like I was underground, right? And um I heard this voice and this voice was saying something in this language I couldn't understand and it was it started to really kind of spook me and I started to get scared um you know so I was I know I was asleep I was dreaming but it was just like my body wasn't resting but after a while it seemed like the words started to make sense and uh and and the words were I oh mean gosh I heard it it must've been over and over again for like 30 minutes it kind of burned into my mind but uh it says it was like a chant, it said, consciousness and ether, the mind of Pavantus, take this mind and awaken the end. And I said that over and over and over again, till I finally woke up. And when I woke up,
4: man, I was, I felt like I had run like five miles. Can you say that again? Yeah,
0: I can't. Consciousness and ether, the mind of Pavantis. Take this mind and awaken the end.
4: Did it did the, the the language you didn't understand, did it sound any anything like this? And then Pine will pull out his notes. Actually, he doesn't have his notes on because he's naked. But from memory, mm. he's
0: gonna do his best to phonetically pronounce the words we heard on the wind.
3: Nah, he's gonna pull it right out of his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll make a quick check to see how intelligent this guy is. Um, not super intelligent. It's like I, It could be. I mean, in all honesty, the, the chanting was not as disturbing as the feeling. And and I mean, the chanting in the other language. But then when, once I understood, I don't know why it just really got to me. Thank you for sharing, sir. Um, don't tell the Keep that I'm telling you this, okay? I mean...
3: Of course not. No, no, no.
0: I'm supposed to make you guys feel welcome. I'm not supposed to make you guys feel like... Feel like I just I, I feel like maybe you should know that things in Almar are not necessarily normal right now, at least from what I've gathered. So, um, people aren't really talking about it, but I think we all feel it.
3: Nari is going to throw down an extra gold coin and say, "My friend, no one in Pavantis is feeling is feeling right right now."
0: He's like, "Yeah, I mean, what's up with that? Like all these, all those deacons all of a sudden started like." talking and like moving on their own and like demanding like their autonomy, that kind of thing. That's, that was crazy. There's like all this like desolation. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, Cool. Yeah. I mean, Hey, yeah. I mean, cool. We had a, a deacon here who was working here and all of a sudden, like we had like a conversation. It was, it was kind of bonkers. All of a sudden, like we're talking about stuff and uh yeah, it was very unexpected, but um he said something like, Like he was just sleeping and now he's awake or something. I don't know.
2: Did he say something about, don't spend my gold.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You feel compelled to give it to the new character.
4: (laughs) The new character, what are you talking about? (laughs) And just so you know as well, so that you don't get kind of caught off guard, they prefer the name Ormec now, not Deacon. Yeah, he said something about that. He also said something about like a gathering or
0: something like that. I don't know. He he thanked me for always treating him nice. You know, I guess, yeah, he said he didn't really remember everything when he was kind of mindless, but he did remember a little bit. So anyway, yeah, just the world shattered. Now there's like all kinds
1: of just weird stuff going on. Anyway, enjoy your drinks. We had no hand in any of the events that you're describing. Great now you have to make a deception check. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Call me destroying Pavantus wasn't me.
0: <laughs> Isn't that is that Shaggy? Yes.
2: Hell yeah! This is
0: winks. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! <sighs> Wrong Shaggy. <clears throat> yeah, he, and he says something. He says something like, um, "Yeah," and the head, headsman's been making moves and things. I it just, it's just strange times. Strange times. What's the headsman? Like the executioner? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess that's where he got his name. I mean, just, you know, kind of a a shady businessman here in town, you know, kind of black market things. Um, Apparently he's been making some bigger moves lately, so he's not as secretive as he used to be.
4: He may be connected to the Disciples of Danger. Disciples of danger? That sounds ridiculous. Disciples of
2: danger?
5: Disciples of danger!
3: (laughs) Well, we appreciate all the information, my friend. Yes. And then Nari will kind of walk towards the bath and her, like, not quite covering her towel. (laughs) Yes.
0: Pine is looking everywhere except for at Nari. (laughs) Fantastic. Rude. (laughs) Rude. Well, you guys head over into the baths and uh, it is uh, very nice in here. There's actually three baths. There's kind of like two smaller ones that are kind of, I mean, it's not like walled off. It's got like little banisters around it and stuff, but you have like a little bit more privacy in these two smaller baths or there's like one larger kind of more public bath. And you can see that um, there's like maybe like five or six people swimming around in in the larger public bath, but you guys can have a nice private bath to yourselves if you want to. As we walk in, I would like to s- scan the the bath itself to see if I um, see Pender. I know he liked to hang out in the bath. Um, make a luck check on a natural twenty.
4: Oh, okay. Well, that's probably not going to happen. Okay,
0: that's an eleven. He's half there. <laughs> you you do not see Pender. <laughs> I don't know how.
1: But you do smell that he was I don't here at one
0: point. Maybe, but I
4: see a lot of sausage.
0: <laughs> yeah you guys are kind of here in this bathhouse there's just people kind of milling about um you see people soaking people come people go not super crowded in here um but yeah if there's anything you guys want to talk about um here at this point some of the information you guys have gathered um otherwise we can i,
3: I would love to kind of eavesdrop on the people who are in this bath and see if anybody else feels tired or what they're talking about, those kinds of things.
0: So we're going to go in the main big bath?
3: Yes, the, the big bath.
0: Okay. okay, why don't you guys go ahead and make some uh, perception checks. Oh, Pine got a natural 20 for a 24.
3: Heck, Nari got a 22.
0: Roos got a 13. I don't know why Roos is not picking up on more than uh, Pine and Nari. I was going to say something about being uncomfortable around all these naked men. or maybe a little too comfortable around all these naked men i'm not sure
3: he's a little distracted (laughs) he's
1: a little distracted
0: yes a little distracted um as you guys are kind of swimming around um so we had a 22 and a 24 um okay so the 24 was a natural 20 that was pine Uh, nari you as you're swimming around
3: also, I'm not swimming like I'm yeah. too tall <laughs> to swim. So I'm more just like
0: you're doing the whole the whole fine. like um, the crouch walk thing like you do in those lazy rivers when you don't have a tube.
3: Exactly like that. Thank you.
0: You hear somebody talking about the first swords. There's two people talking and one of them's like, yeah, the first swords. I They're I looking for some guy. Uh, some guy's been causing trouble uh, for the first swords. Um, and then the other guy goes like, um, well, about time somebody stood up to those guys. And then, um, and then the first guy says, yeah, but I mean, first swords, they ain't good. But, I mean, murder, killing people in the night, I don't, I don't think that's right. And then uh, the second guy says, well, if it's killing first swords, then uh, I'm all for it. Um, that's what you hear, Nari.
3: Nari is going to kind of casually slide on up and just be like, hey, how's it going, boys?
0: They will talk to you in a second. Pine, you hear two other people talking. The conversation they're having is uh, somebody saying, "I know, I know, he's not like dangerous, but I just, I don't like how close he is to my house." The other one's like, "I know, I can hear him from like two blocks away, calling out to people in the street, um, talking about inevitability." And then the first guy goes, yeah, he needs to come here and take a bath. He's the guy's like, all stinky and, and gross. And like the first the second second guy says, yeah, tell me about it. The first guy says, yeah. And who the hell are the five angels? I have no clue what that guy is talking about. And then the second guy says, do you think he's like part of one of those, like those cults, those groups that have been, you know, kind of everywhere lately. And the first guy says, I don't know. He just showed up and. I, I just wish he wasn't right by, my, right by my house.
4: Pine will say, where's your house? <laughs> <laughs> What's your address? Tell me, where
0: do you live? So, uh, Nari, you, mo- you kind of slide in where these two, uh, these two guys are talking about the first swords.
3: I'm sipping my mimosa.
0: As you approach, one of them kind of looks you up and down and says, well, hello there. And the second one kind of rolls his eyes.
3: Well, hello. I heard you uh, speaking of this
0: first sword. Mm. First swords, yeah. I, 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 you're not from around here?
3: I'm not, no. No, I'm, uh, I'm new in the area. I was hoping for some more information.
0: If you ever hear about the first swords, my advice is to stay away. They're dangerous folks.
3: Why so? Are they, are they not protectors? I would assume they're protectors.
0: I guess they're kind of protectors. I, I guess you could say that, but for a price, I mean extortion, that kind of thing. They'll protect you. Are
3: they mercenaries?
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. They'll protect you, but if you don't pay them, then you know, then you might need protection from them. That type of thing, you know. Their uh, their leader, the headsman, is a, kind of a, a big deal here in town. The second guy goes, uh, the mafia, <laughs> basically
3: your ruler of this town does nothing
0: the senate pff, the senate the senate is made up of people from all these other city states they're more concerned about their homes than they are about the city of almar i mean on paper it looks great right you know every everyone for all these city states they send their representative the representative kind of helps to decide what goes on with the with the whole of the of Recolia, and then also to manage what goes on here in the city of Almar. But they're all in it for themselves. And so, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised it took the headsman as long as it did for him to kind of step up and kind of start taking control of the city. Basically, no one's watching um, what's going on here.
5: Do you
3: think that's part of why people have had such difficulty sleeping recently?
0: I don't know about that. I mean. Why? Why would? Why would that have anything to do with it? And the second guy goes, "I mean, I mean, I think it's just because it's been kind of extra hot lately. Like it's, it feels like the middle of summer, but I mean, we're still in spring. I think that's why people are having a hard time sleeping."
3: I do understand being extra hot, my friend. Don't worry about it.
0: The first guy looks at you and goes, "Yeah, you do."
3: <laughs> if I and Nari just finger guns and walks away. <laughs>
0: Hey, wait, where are you staying? Where are you staying? (laughs) Finger
3: guns and walks away.
0: (laughs) Then the second guy starts razzing the first guy. All right, um, Pine, um, you heard the conversation about somebody kind of chanting and kind of calling out to folks in the street about inevitability.
4: Excuse me. So you have a a street preacher here talking about angels? I thought that there was the one angel, the uh, angel of... Unity.
0: The one guy who was talking, um, we'll call him man number one. Uh he says oh, uh <laughs> oh, thank you.
4: I once knew a man number one in the military. <laughs> Menorice, fella. <laughs> we'll call him William Riker, number one.
0: <laughs> we'll call him William. Yes, yeah, okay, William. Yeah, William, uh he uh he looks at you and says, uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's a guy who showed up a couple of days ago. Um, you know, he's he's harmless. He just you know stands on his little box and he calls out to people in the street. You know, he's not hurting anybody. But I just, and my, my kids are scared, right? Somebody yelling out about inevitability and how everything's going to end, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, it, it it scares the kids. I don't I don't want that near my house.
4: I hear that. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, what what neighborhood do you live in? I'm I'm interested. I met. I met someone a while ago and if he's traveling as if this person just arrived here I might be the same person. I wouldn't mind uh, seeing what he's been up to. Interesting fella. Not a friend, don't worry. Not a friend, but just uh, I don't like religious types, man. Churches for 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 chumps. Uh, he says, well actually I just I mean, I,
0: I live right here right, right here near the Drawn Drapes just a little bit further west of here. Um, if you just if you walk out of here and you look up and you see the, uh, the Cathedral of Iremil, um just start walking that way and you'll hear him because he's not far.
4: I guess it would make sense to preach outside the Cathedral of Iramil if you are a, uh, a member of the cult of Iremil.
0: And As you uh, were approaching the city, I mean, the Cathedral of Iremil, the, uh, the it, it stands out. It is the biggest building in the city. Um, it is even bigger than the Imperial Palace. Um, and it is actually kind of right it's a little bit it's it's a kind of in the middle of the city but there's like no buildings kind of directly around it. there's like this plaza all the way around it and um and so it just really stands out
4: okay well pine will do finger guns and walk away
3: (laughs) you guys are joking but that has 100 percent worked for me as a woman getting away from men
1: oh yeah i bet i bet (laughs) I've just been observing um Bruce is a little uh, distracted. Would you say that Bruce is just watching silently from the side? Yeah. <laughs> he's practicing like an expressionless face.
2: <laughs> Uncanny.
1: <laughs> That's really creepy when you think he's surrounded by naked people.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he's he's just in his own thoughts. He's using that tongue scraper that the uh Inkeeper got for him. <laughs> oh gosh. It's just a really dull butter knife. <laughs> Gross. And it it feels so good.
0: <laughs> okay, so so when we were at Fan X, Scott, Paul, and I shared a room and I had a tongue scraper, and I mentioned to everybody, hey, you guys should invest in a tongue scraper. It will change your
1: life. That's the story. And now it has changed <laughs> Roos's life. <laughs>
0: Roos is like, wow, this tongue scraper is amazing. Ebby who? I don't even care about that anymore.
4: (laughs) Hey, Nari, should we go join Roos? Maybe grab one of those uh, smaller tubs and talk about where we're going next?
3: I think that makes the most sense.
4: So Pine, yeah, Pine will head
0: over to one of the smaller side tubs.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Now, we talked about this on the airship. And just to refresh our memory, we talked about Eudoxia and the gallery. Remind me, which which is which? Eudoxia is a blank, and the gallery is a blank.
1: Eudoxia is the university.
4: Oh, right. Ah, I think, how fun would it be to pretend to be professors and to uh, uh, infiltrate the university? Maybe walk into an unsuspecting class and say, Greetings, class, I'm your sub. We're going to have a test on something you didn't prepare for. (laughs) ha (laughs) ha.
1: I think that sounds like a good way to get into the, into the university to poke around or at least into the library. I'm sure they have a a library on the campus there that we could ask, ask around and and find some information at.
4: Good point. Yes. I would love
3: to find a library that we could not figure out the secrets to, (laughs) even though it's very obvious.
1: Where we could have like a full, like hour long episode trying to solve one dumb puzzle. (laughs) No, it was a great puzzle, but it was frustrating.
3: It was a very good puzzle. We're just very yes, dumb.
1: okay. No, it's all good. You're good. No,
0: it, no. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I don't feel dumb about it at all. I feel amazing.
4: <laughs> uh, and then the gallery was. That was the kind
1: of the. Do we say that was an artist place? The gallery's on the north end of town in, in the old quarter. Um, there's also another building over there that I'd like to go and uh, and check out for a minute.
4: Well, maybe we should head up that way first. Then, I mean, obviously, after taking in the Tedwood show tonight.
1: So, so Tedwood tonight, and then tomorrow, go out and and about.
4: What if we did Tedwood tonight, and then after his show is over, we head out under cover of darkness for our clandestine activities? Oh,
3: are they going to search our bags for
4: like disguises? If they can catch us. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about the Tedwood show.
3: Oh yes, yes. That I was just wondering if they were going to peek through our bags and and we would be concerned about our disguises.
4: Put it all in the haversack. If they don't know it's there, they won't be able to find it.
0: Um, at this point, you guys, it's like around like one o'clock in the afternoon. So you guys have hours before Tedward um goes on.
4: Well, do you you want to check out the purple building today, and then go to Tedward after?
1: Well, we can head that direction and then go look at the gallery, which is, which would be in the old quarter as well. Okay. And the TED,
4: where's the the place where TED was performing? Where's that
1: at? What was it called again?
0: It's called the Dursia Opera House. It's actually, um, you would know, um, having been in Almar. It's a it's a landmark. It's it's basically if you're at the Cathedral of Viramail,
1: it's basically straight west of there. We could walk past that. I mean, it, it would be a. The long way around, but uh, we could walk past the opera house on our way to the old quarter.
4: We could buy our tickets in advance. Maybe get better seats.
1: Yeah, let's, we can try and get front row. You're
4: in for a treat.
1: <laughs> You're in for a treat. You know, this has been five years in the making. I, I remember you and Ebby had gone to see him, but I was too tired the last time, and, and I'm not going to miss out on it this time.
4: Good, good.
3: Anything for Tedward, to be honest. <laughs> it will do oh us
4: all God.
1: some good. I
4: mean, <laughs> that man heals with his words.
1: That's good, because I've i been feeling pretty down and unable to sleep the last couple of days.
4: Oh, really? Oh, you know, you thought that tongue scraper change your life? Oh, just you wait till tonight. <laughs> 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 but anyway, you haven't been, you're tired, you haven't been sleeping do you think it might be something connected with what the bartender was experiencing or or does it uh, maybe a little bit more mon- mundane and a little bit more personal?
1: You know, I I really haven't slept well since we left that facility and I haven't had any nightmares because I I just can't I just can't sleep anymore. It'll probably pass. I'm just I just miss our friend, you know?
4: I completely understand. And I... I don't want you to think me callous. Because... The loss of Ebby is impacting me differently than it is you. Maybe it's because I've been around death longer. I've lost... People I've served with before. It doesn't get any easier. Maybe I'm just better... compartmentalizing for the time being. But I feel it. Bruce, you're not alone. We all miss him.
1: I mean, I've I've never been married before, but... I would imagine that when Petal passed, the bed might have felt big, sleeping alone in it. I mean, Abby, Abby used to watch me sleep every night, and... I got some sort of comfort out of that.
2: And I still do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it comforted me. I mean, it was strange at first, but uh, I missed that.
4: Yeah, well, I do understand that feeling. Uh, do you remember? Which Which kind of bird was it? After, I think he said magpies were like... The cattiest of them, right? They were like divas.
1: <laughs> I think that's what he said, yeah. Nari, what was that call that he was teaching you?
3: <laughs>
1: that was yes. it.
4: I think it was more of a
5: Kaka! <laughs> <laughs> Kaka! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You had to, you had to shake your head. You had to shake your head like this. Put put one hand on top of your head as you're saying it. Ka-ka-ka-ka. And, then, and then one <laughs> yes. hand had to
3: flail a
0: little bit like a <laughs> wing. <That's laughs> the people in the main bath are like looking over at you guys in this smaller bath, like going, "What in the world is going on over there?"
4: No, it's is it's a tulululu, a toodaloo. <laughs> Oh gosh! I think,
0: Bruce, that for this conversation, this kind of welcome and good and kind of jovial conversation about your lost friend if you're going to be making like wisdom saves to sleep um i think tonight you'll get to make it with advantage okay does that sound good
1: yeah
3: wait does that mean there's nothing systemically wrong with the city that's causing them to sleep improperly
1: i think these are separate things okay these are two separate
4: things. Ooh.
0: Yeah.
3: okay. Well, I just wanted to see what it was like if we smoked.
4: <laughs> but that bartender, what he was saying, what he was saying he understood from his dream was very similar in structure to what, we heard, what Daffodil heard on the wind.
3: Yes. Yes, it was.
4: Do you think it's connected? I mean, obviously it's connected, but how do you think it's connected? Any ideas? Any thoughts?
3: I think, I think we should check out Ruse's, um, the place he saw in his vision, and I think we should go from there.
4: Well, I'm all pruny, wrinklier than normal. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's about time, uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go towel off.
1: Yeah, let's get cleaned up and, and maybe head to the, uh, the old quarter of the city. All right, you guys get out of the
0: bath, you Dry off. Um, head back over to your rooms.
2: Wait for me. <laughs> Pick up the pace, spooky
0: boy. <laughs> <laughs> what all are you guys taking with you? Like, what are you guys dressing as? Are you guys wearing like uh, nice clothes? Are you wearing just your normal travel clothes? You bringing everything with you? You leaving anything in your rooms? It's kind of give me an idea of what I can steal from you when you guys are away. <laughs>
3: Bruce, what would you say the dress code
1: is? he would say sweater vests. These sweater vests, they're in style here. You might see mm. at least at least mine while we're out.
3: So Nari is going to wear full like her full armor, and she's just gonna have her axe.
0: Okay. It's not uncommon to see people like moving to the city, like in their armor with weapons. However, y- 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 I will say any kind of like persuasion checks here in the city are going to be done with disadvantage uh because you intimidation i might give you advantage but um persuasion and stuff you, you it's just going to be harder to have like a normal conversation with somebody
3: no oh, i'm sorry that's hard to converse with somebody who's different than you <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think as far as what pine will be bringing pine will ride crumbles um and i think it, you know it's unseasonably warm now so he, he is Debating on whether or not to wear his coat, but his his breastplate can be easily concealed and the sword is fancy, so it might look like somewhat dressy. So I think for today, he'll be wearing his coat, but he might reconsider that depending on just how sweaty he gets after just getting clean.
3: And Nari with her full armor will kind of be walking next to him, almost like she's a body like a bodyguard for him.
1: Roos will be riding feathers and most of his mundane gear, ropes, you know, that sort of thing, manacles, that's all staying in the room, just his money and uh, weapon is basically all he's carrying.
0: All right. You guys get changed. And, um, as you are coming out, um, of the of the rooms um i imagine you grab a little bite to eat um and as you are sitting there um ruse um the the innkeeper the guy who is at the front he comes walking up to you and he says uh, pardon me sir but um are you Roose lorimer Roose <laughs> lorimer that's you yeah yeah what's going on he pulls out an envelope and he hands it to you he says he pulled out a knife you. <laughs> he stabs you in the neck. Ah! Anyway, he pulls out. He pulls out an envelope, um, kind of a you know an envelope, uh, and hands it to you um, as you. Um, and then he kind of bows and he kind of takes his leave. As you kind of turn the en-
3: is that from Kira? Kira is that from Kira?
1: I don't as think As you so. turn it over
0: in your hands, you can see the wax seal on it has a wing with a eagle's claw coming down and you recognize it as the symbol of
1: howling talent. Oh, well, <laughs> this should be interesting. Bruce will um pocket it for now, but then as they're riding to their destination he'll read it.
0: Right, yeah, you guys get out of the inn, you guys mount up your your um uh your your uh, your mounts and you start riding I just kind of want to know the path. You guys know uh, where a couple things are now. Um, did you want to go by anywhere? Because there is apparently there's a street preacher nearby. There's also the opera house if you want to try to get tickets. Are those places you want to go, or do you want to go straight to the um, the building from uh, kind of Roose's uh, vision that he had on the uh, on the
1: airship? I think the plan was tickets for the show and then the purple building.
0: Would it be too far out of the way to pass by the street preacher as we go though? I just want to see if it's the same guy. Uh if if you guys no, you guys no it's, it's really it's, I mean it, it, you you assume it's relatively close. The guy made it sound like it was really close. Yeah. You guys are here at the Drawn Drapes. Um you can see the Skyport um kind of to the southeast of you and the neighborhood that he indicated, you can see the uh the temple, the cathedral of Viramiel to the northwest of you and then the there's a little neighborhood there in between. That's kind of where the guy indicated. So you can walk through that neighborhood and then over to the opera house. It's like not out of the way at all. Let's do it. You guys start heading um, out and into that neighborhood. Um, Roos, when are you going to open the envelope? Now or later? Uh, I'll open it now. As you open the envelope, um, you pull out two pieces of paper. The first piece of paper is... um, a looks like a wanted poster. Now, it's not a wanted poster like you'd see pinned up to a wall. It's internal. This is something a contract that you would have seen as a member of Howling Talent. And um, the the first one you pull out is um, kind of yellowed with age, and it has your name, Bruce Lorimer, and it says wanted by. Howling Talon, which means that this is not Howling Talon is coming after you. This is Howling Talon also put out the contract, which is incredibly rare. And it says, for knowingly refusing to complete a contract, wanted for questioning. The second piece of paper you pull out is newer. Um, It is not yelled with age. It is, um, looks like it is maybe just a couple of days um, like as far as like being written, it's like fresh, and it says wanted, Roose Bayard, for inciting insurrection against the King Tenor the first of Arklevy, and then um, yeah, and says dead or alive, <laughs> and that's that's all that's in there. <laughs> you had to know there'd be repercussions for that letter you wrote. Oh, I know, I know.
3: Get
2: oh, you read my mind, Sabrina.
4: He's a cowboy okay. on a giant penguin, he rides. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's wanted.
5: <laughs>
3: wanted. I don't know why you guys didn't let me do karaoke.
0: No, don't you dare. No, we totally let you. We asked you. <laughs> I-
3: uh, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Very good. So that is what's in there. There's nothing else in there. Why don't you make an insight check?
1: Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, 14 insight. You, it's hard to tell
0: why you would have received these. I. So I'm not going to give you any hints necessarily. You can just... You can figure it out yourself. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, as you, You're the one who decided... No, never mind. <laughs> as you are moving through the neighborhood... After just like a couple of minutes, you start to hear some a voice calling out. It sounds like an older voice, and it's calling out, The end is coming. It's pointless to resist. Just accept it. Stop fighting. Is it a voice I recognize? As a matter of fact, it is. Boo. As you come around the corner, you can see, standing up on a little box, a man in kind of a tattered robe, older, and have a white beard, and you instantly recognize him as Mordecai, the prophet of Eremiel that you encountered in Tabri, arguably not that long ago.
3: Oh god, this guy.
4: Wait, wait. wait, You remember, though, he actually spoke with the voice of Eremiel. We may go see if he has anything to tell us. It would be, you know, it couldn't hurt to know the enemy's thoughts. Don't worry, we'll stick it to Tedwood's show. Do you, do you
3: think <laughs> it's safe for us to approach him? What's he gonna do? He's old. I don't know, you're the one who's saying that he's speaking for ear meal. like, I don't wanna mess with the god at this point.
4: He and I have a rapport. Um, let me go, I'll go just speak to him quickly. Do you wanna come too, or...
3: Nari will come stand off like to the side, but be very threatening.
1: Roos. Hey, Roos. Roos. Hey, what are you reading? Sorry. Uh, Yeah, we'll talk about this later and Roos will fold it and pocket it and say, yeah, no, I'm coming. I'm coming.
0: Okay. So uh, Pine will straight up approach um, on Crumble's back.
1: Yeah, Roos doesn't dismount either. As
0: you guys write up, Mordecai is standing there. And on his little box, he still doesn't meet you eye to eye. He's still below your uh, eyesight. He stops mid-sentence when he sees you and recognizes you. And he kind of looks um, at you both and says, oh, Why are you here?
1: You were warned not to interfere with the inevitable. Look, we came to see Ted Wood. <laughs> <laughs> we've heard he's the spooniest around he's
4: got a residency here
0: he. Uh, he uh, i'm gonna have you guys make um perception checks both of you
3: wait why not me i'm i'm standing there
0: okay you're sta- if you're there too then, yeah go ahead
3: yeah no i'm sta- literally standing right behind them pretending to be a party <laughs> guard also
0: i rolled in that 30 so
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, Bruce got a 22
0: pine got a 10 all right, so Sabrina, I imagine Nari um, with your thirty. Okay, as you are looking, as you're looking at him, um, I think Pine. Just a second, just a hold up, Sabrina. Yes, you have rolled like yeah. five nat twenties this session, multiple in a row. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, we're not fighting anybody, so I might as well just keep rolling these <laughs> goddamn nat twenties that don't mean anything. <laughs>
0: Hey, hey, come on now. Come on now. This is going to be good.
3: Love the perception
5: checks.
0: So um, with your natural 20, I am not going to make you make the next one that I was going to make everybody make. In fact, so we'll just we'll just go with it. Nari and Rus. Um, When he asks why you're here, Pine, you think he looks like he's just kind of curious as to why you're here, but Nari and uh, Rus, you recognize he's looking a little worried, maybe even scared. And so you guys said, you're here to see Tedward. He looks at you, um, you three, and he says, I don't think this will end well for you. And then instantly he stops. He says, a message from the angel. And you can see a change come over his face.
3: Oh, good heckin' Lord.
1: And ladies.
3: <laughs> this seems like it's directly from a misogynistic lord of inevitability. Don't you blame <laughs> the ladies on this, Bruce?
1: The the swear is lords and ladies, not just like
3: No, no, I meant what I said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he looks um his face looks like he's enraptured. Like as he's it's like he's listening to something from far off that nobody else can hear, and he's like Ah, like just kind of like taking it in. Nari, with your natural 20, you see that his hands are clenched into fists so tight that he starts to draw blood. And you actually see just, it catches the light just right. A few strands of hair fall from his head and his beard. Nari, with your natural 20, you can tell that this message that he is getting right now is killing him.
3: Is there anyone else around?
0: There are people around, but people have been ignoring him. And what he says with now a stronger, it's still his voice, but the the timber has changed. The, uh, the inflections have changed. He says, I have warned you, the inevitable is coming. You cannot stop it. I was willing to look past our shared history But now you have incurred my irritation. The works of my five are reaching their conclusion. Now as you seek me out, so too shall they seek you. Had you heeded my warning, you might have enjoyed your short time here on Pavantis, But now you have chosen to meddle, and I will not have that. Farewell, breakers of the world. And now
1: I want everyone to make an insight check.
3: All right, well, you don't have to be super rude about her mistakes.
1: I liked him better <laughs> with the ball gag.
3: Oh, <laughs> Same. Uh, Nari rolled a 15. How does the like actual
2: human look, though?
1: Roos got an 11. Pine got a 15 or a 13.
2: Spooky boy didn't get anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As you guys are listening, you sense some, some irritation. Uh, definitely irritated at you um how does he look
3: like the human
0: the human himself as the message ends you see his fists relax you see that he starts to kind of breathe (sighs) heavily like he just finished a sprint he's visibly fatigued and he is like breathing deeply trying to catch his breath Um, With your perception, though, earlier, Nari, it looks like he has aged five years in that short little bit of time. Nobody else seems to notice it because it's less physical, like his skin didn't get more wrinkly or anything like that. You just sense more of a stoop about him, more of a worn down
4: uh, aspect. I think you need to get a new job, sir. Your boss isn't respecting your work-life balance.
3: Absolutely
1: not. Yeah, I think this is an OSHA violation.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure there's stipulations in there about prematurely aging your employees. <laughs> 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 this guy's
1: only eighteen. Oh no. Oh, no. But
3: but five real, Nari is kinda gonna look around and say, it's clear the angel of inevitability is speaking through him. Do we want to get rid of this threat? She'll kind of like say under her breath, but I don't know. Do do we want to like get this
0: guy off? <laughs> Did you say, do we
4: want to get this guy
1: off? Hey, my hands up. Yes, please.
3: <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just saying. Yes, like- please.
1: Mordecai is not my type. I mean, I, I get that you might want to try to hook me up with somebody after just recently losing Abby, but oh like what, Mordecai. God.
3: I'm, I'm asking like, do we want to take this guy out? Cause like, clearly he's being abused. Do we want to keep letting him be abused by this God or should we just take him out of his misery?
4: Nari, we succeed in our mission and this man is free.
3: We, we haven't succeeded in any mission, my friend. We've destroyed Pavantis twice, my friend.
4: The same guy walks by and goes, what?
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> I think Jessamine, Daffodil, and Hermine would disagree with our lack of success.
3: I think all the people along those, um, those lines of power would, would disagree with our
5: success.
0: Mordecai catches his breath and uh, he looks at you three now with uh, kind of fear in his eyes. And he says, I, I can't, I can't be here anymore. You, you three have, you've brought doom to the city. And he picks up his box and he starts walking away.
1: Wait, so we come to see Tedward perform, and your boss is going to destroy a city?
3: Tedward has come to a lot of cities before us. Maybe it's Tedward that causes the destruction. <laughs> oh
2: my gosh, Tedward is the harbinger of woe.
3: Exactly. Ted.
0: Dang it, I gotta start rewriting stuff. I I mean I've heard that he
4: destroys the odd hotel room. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, Mordecai is walking away. Um, are you guys
4: gonna stop him, or are you gonna let him go? No, I say we let him go. Honestly, we have work to do, and he's a victim in all this.
3: I mean, we're all victims in all of this, but when he comes back to bite our asses later, I just want it to be said that you did this.
4: Some people pay good money for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you guys are uh, in this neighborhood. You can see the temple of of the Cathedral of Viramil. And you know that just around the um, south side of the the cathedral, you will come eventually to the uh, Dracia Opera House. Mordecai has left and is no longer uh, within line of sight.
4: Well, you know how we were wondering where to find those five? Looks like we may not have to search very long.
1: Yeah, a little vacation, and we've put a target on our backs.
4: Do you suppose the voices on the wind and the voices in the dream, that that's connected to the five?
1: If they've all got some sort of task that they're trying to accomplish to usher in an apocalypse, then perhaps. (laughs) Inevitable or not, this throws the world out of balance, and I don't. I don't think it's right.
4: You know, I I can't help but thinking about the word entity that was used in the communication to us. I'm wondering if that might be something related to the the bad dreams and to these five. Maybe that's the entity.
1: There has to be something that they're doing below this city that's affecting the, the dreams of these people. And whether or not that's Yeramel or one of his angels, we should probably put a stop to it.
3: That's why we left that guy go. NBD.
4: Who knows what way we'll learn to destroy the world again. It's so exciting.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think he's probably fine. The next time a Ramuel sends a message to us through him, that man will probably die.
4: All right, well, let's go get tickets to the concert.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited to see Tedward.
3: Do you think they'll have front row seats available?
1: Well, let's go see. We could also get a booth and uh wear those glasses to con- those magnifying glasses or whatever they're called.
4: Ooh, science. The
1: opera glasses.
4: Oh, hey, we're here at the box office now. Let's see what they have available.
0: <laughs> uh, let me put let me let me put um your nun here too so you can follow along. You guys are hilarious. I love you guys. Um, yeah as you approach you kind of skirt around the south side of this uh, massive cathedral of Iramil And as you're kind of skirting around like I described it's kind of in the middle of this big plaza there's nothing like built up against it but there are things like the little shacks that are built around it now. there's like little tents that are that are up there. Um, I imagine Roos, when you were here like pre-shattering this would have never flown. Nobody would have ever put anything you know up against the temple. the the empire would have not allowed that at all it seems like things have gotten more lax around the worship of iramiel since the shattering as you skirt around the outside though of the temple of this cathedral um you can see the dracia opera house uh it is a large building it's a big kind of square building but it's got this beautiful um kind of roof uh it is um Uh, like a a blue tile um, and it really like stands out especially in the sunlight it kind of shines it's got like this kind of glossy finish to it so it really stands out uh, amongst all these other like large and beautiful buildings Um, it has kind of a garden around it and as you approach you can see that there's a a staircase um, that goes up to the main entrance. um, And um, here you are. As you walk up the staircase, the doors are actually open. And you can see, um, as you enter, you're in this kind of foyer area, and it's got this kind of red and yellow tile floor. As you look to your right, you can see that there is kind of a a bar area. And as you look to your left, you can see what looks like more like dining. Uh, And then back behind, uh, straight ahead, you can see, kind of the entrance into the main opera um, area, but there's this desk uh, straight ahead and you can see there's a uh, a man in um, sort of like a fantasy-esque tuxedo who is standing back there and um, he's smiling at you as you approach.
4: Sir, sir, we are here to purchase tickets for Ted Wood's performance tonight and I guess Panda's there too. He says, um,
0: of course you are. And the three of you would, um, the three of you would like tickets. Um, we have general admission. We have the cheaper bleachers in the back, or we have the um, private balconies.
5: Oh,
3: oh, front row, of course. Tedward is worth seeing.
4: And Panda will be there too. <laughs>
0: front row, um, of course. Um, that will be fifteen gold per ticket which you guys know is a huge amount of money for the average person.
3: Nari is going to kind of whisper to Pine and say, hey, you're the only one who's seen Pender naked. The rest of us haven't.
1: Oh, Ruse has. Yes, I I do recall seeing Pender naked.
4: <laughs> so, sir, selling the tickets, we've seen Pender naked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, you know, I probably missed my chance with Pender, but... Maybe another day will come.
0: Um, I have, I I, I assure you, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, But yes, uh, 15 gold.
3: I assure you someone will
2: come. They want a discount for being groupies.
4: (laughs) (laughs) A groupie discount. Is it like a VIP package with like backstage passes or anything? Uh, No backstage passes, but the balcony
0: is definitely the, the, the best seat in the house. They are private, and um, actually, we serve food to those um, in the balconies. I actually have one balcony still available.
4: I I have been known to eat. Um, Okay, I got the tickets. I'll cover the tickets, everybody. We'll take the balcony for the three of us.
1: And does this include a a chance meeting with the performers?
4: Throw your underwear at them. See if they respond. (laughs) We should get an extra hotel key.
0: (laughs) Make a persuasion check there, uh, Roos.
3: I did do that when I was fourteen at uh, the Fall Out Boy concert, and they
1: did not <laughs> notice me. So you tell me. Oh. Roos <laughs> got a nat one for a five.
3: You think I also got a nat one at that Fall Out Boy concert?
0: <laughs> uh, the this uh, matre d this um, this head clerk whatever uh, you want to call him um, he says oh I'm I'm sorry there's the, the guest list is very exclusive and um, I'm afraid
4: that there's no way to buy your way onto it. I'm sure you understand. Well, but what about uh, royalty in absentia? I'm sure that is is true. Huh? Um, but um, I, I'm afraid
0: the guest list is full.
4: I'll cover the tickets like I said.
0: So for the balcony it's gonna be uh, 25 gold apiece.
4: Whoa!
2: You can use my money for this one.
3: Oh, don't worry, Pine. I already divided, divided it by three
1: own... and added it to my inventory.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, we, can all, we can all do this. It's Okay,
1: totally if we're talking fun. Legosa. I actually thought
4: we would send some cash back with the people on the illegal Eagle to support the war ever.
2: But they don't need any food or, or supplies, kind
1: of. We sent them a chest full of gemstones. But oh my goodness! Also, gemstones
3: don't feed souls, so it doesn't really matter.
4: Thank you for the tickets. We'll see you tonight. What time do the curtains open?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like uh, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock is the showing, so you guys still have like three or four hours. Perfect. As you guys head out of the opera house, um, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna have. Um, I'm gonna have everybody make perception checks one last time.
4: And Pine got an 11.
0: Roos got a 21.
4: Nari got a 17.
0: Pine, you walk out, you're just like putting your tickets in your pocket like, ah, yes, Tedward, I can't wait to see him again. I need to get a new t-shirt or whatever. That sounds like me. As you walk out, Nari, um, you kind of, you walk past kind of this alleyway um, and you can see that there is kind of a guy standing there um, with his arms folded like... um, Like he's up to no good, but you can't help but notice with your 17, he's watching you guys pass. And with your 17, you notice he's watching Pine walk past.
3: Um, excuse me, my ass looks great. Why is he looking at that old man?
0: Maybe because it's covered up by full plate. (laughs) Roos, with your 21, you don't spot that man who's watching um... Pine walk past. You spot the three men behind him who are kind of less let's see. The the guy who is visible is definitely kind of trying to blend in with the crowd. The three people behind him are less um conspicuous. That's the wrong word. More conspicuous? Um, yeah, more conspicuous. Um, you see the glint of armor and of weapons in hand. And with your 21, you see kind of off to the side, further back behind them, you see another figure, a figure watching those men. And as you walk past, I know Nari, you were going to say something. That figure who was watching Pine, he kind of lets out a little whistle and the armed men come rushing out of the alleyway to confront the three of you and just as the the kind of the the more normal dressed man steps forward and looks at pine and says blue coat and a sword you're dead the figure that was standing behind all of them that roose noticed steps out into the daylight. Jordan, what do they see?
1: Mm. Oh man. God,
5: what do we see? <laughs>
1: fall break. <laughs> they see fall break.
2: They see a, an older gentleman, not as old as Pine, um, somebody that's probably in his uh, maybe mid to maybe approaching his later 50s, his hair is kind of uh, run through with with mostly silver now, but there are still some streaks of, of dark kind of black. Um, he has a tightly cropped um, kind of mustache and like goatee type beard. His coat is a faded blue and underneath it are... Um, kind of these, this uh, uniform that still shows a little bit of red and gold that's mostly covered up by his coat and he steps forward and says uh, and says those are not the ones you're looking for the frozen blade spells disaster, frigid retribution stance
0: Pine, you don't need to make a perception check, you know exactly who this (laughs) is
3: Oh shit! You just got one up. Do you know you got one
4: up? It's the younger model. (laughs) The newer. It's the newer model. Um. So Pine
3: Pine, 2.0.
0: Pine, standing behind these hooligans that just confronted you, you see a man you have not seen in gosh, twenty years. Richter, Lieutenant General of the Menarest Army. Retired is here in Almar, played by Jordan, and that's where we're going to stop for tonight. (laughs)
1: Son of a... What? (laughs) (laughs) We've heard about Richter from, like, chapter one.
3: Oh, my God.
2: Oh, that's so (laughs) bad, but this is going to be so awkward. I believe last time we saw each other, I challenged you to a duel and then backed out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you speak French though? Like, are you gonna be able to keep up with Matt? Uh
2: absolutely,
1: absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> le bois,
0: so, le he, he, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's about all you got, right? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, about man. it. <laughs> oh man. Hey, hey, chapter seven has been um, gosh, it's been you guys got a lot more information than I expected you to right off the bat. Things are hopping here in Almar, and we have a new player. Well, a new character, uh, an old character, Uh, a new... A
2: a new character for an old player who's actually an old character, but a new PC. I've got it. A new person has joined the party. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) There you go. Perfect.
0: But maybe. We'll see. And we haven't even seen Tedward yet.
1: (laughs) We'll get to that (laughs) next time. We'll need to get another ticket for the balcony.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I really thought Tedward
0: was going to be our next guest. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, hey, you guys. um, If you like what we're doing, obviously you do. I mean, you're here still. Go check out our Patreon if you haven't already. Um, You can follow along with us on the maps um, and see kind of what we're talking about. Also, don't forget to join us on Discord. You can chat with us, hang out with us. Um, And our shop is open for business. You can get some shirts. There is a a kegery, a stein that is pretty slick we got stickers we got hats and we are looking to put out even more content here in the near future so until we get together next time we hope you have a pretty fabulous time